This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, the only uh, card... Uh, Flora, huh? they, they asked us not to read an ad. Oh. Enjoy the show! Summertime is heating up, so why not grab some spine-chilling thrills at Six Hags Cryptid Kingdom? The new year means new sights and new frights. Take a thrilling journey to the outer limits of scientific understanding on the Dark Matterhorn. In space, everyone can hear you scream. <laughs> and get the let out at Trackbeard's Motor Cove. Formerly Pirate Island. Featuring the Edgar Casey Racers. They're unpredictable. Grab your coconut helmet for the bumper cargo cult. And beat the heat at the Darren Coolio Underground Misting Complex with live music by international sensation Turkish Murder Hole. Or take a relaxing train ride around the park on the Holy Grailway. And if you're hungry, don't forget to visit Men in Snacks. Mmm, snacks! And don't forget to bring your bathing suits for a 19-foot plunge down water-slickened granite. The Georgia Slidestone. Make a break for it with all the fun you can carry in the D.B. Cooper Skydrop. Oh, shoot! And everyone's been itching to ride the Morgellon go-round. It'll stream you with Order your Hinterkai Fun Family Pass now. Before they go So come on down to Six Hags Cryptid Kingdom, where, where the, the whole family gets its taste. Tear It's not summer fun without Six Hags Cryptid Kingdom. Make your plans, save your Coke cans. <laughs> save your family. <laughs> save your family. Hey everybody, I'm David Flora. And I'm Dave Stecco. Welcome to Blurry Photos. Hello. We've got a great show for you. Yes, we do. Real not for the squeamish, this one. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to get real. Yeah. Rural. We'll we'll tell you that up front. It's a nice uh, moiter mystery. Yeah, this this definitely, um, boy. If you liked Hinter Kaifek, you're gonna love this. If you hated Kinter, Hinter Kaifek, oh well, there's probably you know, a candy chat on the way. Right. We'll 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 get into it gradually. You decide what you're comfortable with. But folks is gonna die in this episode mm. tonight on a gripping blurry photos. One man won't make it out alive. <laughs> Tonight on a gripping blurry photos, folks is gonna die. Mmm, <laughs> snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so strap in and and uh, kiss the dog and pet the baby because it's it's gonna be a, a fun, yeah. fast, furious. It is furious f- f- one. Before we get to that though, Flora, how you been, man? Oh, we oh, used to ask yeah. this, and we don't do it so often. So I figured I just check in. It's because we 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 BS so much through I the know, whole thing. I know we, we make up for it. Ah, uh, my back goes out a lot yeah your back hurts and i think it's it's from sitting in uh, the wrong chair with the wrong posture and editing you're talking to a guy who's sitting in the most ridiculous camping chair in the whole wide world i found it at costco i had a gift card i bought like this giant overstuffed super cushioned <laughs> just just you're, ridiculous camp. The, it's not a camping chair no one could camp with this no it's like 60 no. pounds this is this is like something you would you would get as furniture for your dorm room. Yeah, it really is dorm room furniture. I had an inflatable chair in, in my freshman year dorm room, dorm room, and it served its purpose pretty it well. Worked. Yeah, yeah. Nice. 
I mean, you know, you have to you have to really toe the line with popping those things, yeah, for them to be any count. But it's it's pretty nice, and I've enjoyed uh, the the different iterations of your your chair in the studio. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, your chair is a rock. Mine is. It's like a guitarist in Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's just just rotating. Is this the Navarro Jeez. chair? Is this the guy who looks like Will Ferrell? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you you've had uh, camping chairs that weren't that great you brought you brought a, a really nice one from yeah. home from that was uh, was it an rei yeah camping what is camping that chair. rei it's beautiful and and then you you come in with this monstrosity it's like the canyon arrow of, of <laughs> this is the canyon arrow so so it's been it's been fun to watch and and i'm glad you're you're splaying in all your glory i am right splaying out i'm sorry that your back hurts uh that's lame it's the worst but um you know you you, you live with crap you do. I don't know. Like a soldier. I don't know what I'm talking about. But other than but, that, but you're doing good? Other than that, I'm doing good. I you're, like it. You're, you're, you're enjoying yourself this fine summer? I am. I am indeed. I, uh, I, I went and saw one of the greatest concert experiences that I have seen in a long time. I went and saw Weird Al Yankovic at the Chicago Theater. Glorious. Nice. That man is a consummate performer. He's amazing. I honestly, I think that he had like 12 costume changes throughout the show. Like I'm not exaggerating. Uh, It was just amazing. I love Weird Al. I imagine a lot of our listeners do too. He seems like a good soul. He is. He is just a nice, kind, generous person who writes hilarious, great music. And he just, he just, he just never stops doing it. Yeah. And that show is so long. And he has, I was, cause I was so happy at the end of it that I was like, man, maybe I'll, you know, there's a lot of places people play in the Midwest. You know, it's not that far. Maybe I'll see if there's another show I could catch because I enjoyed it so much. And I I don't know how he's going to do it. That guy has, I mean, he's just, just city after city, day yeah. after day from here to like October. I mean, he is a he is a workhorse. But man, what a great show. What a great performer. I love Weird Al Yankovic. And even I had this weird daydream at one point i was like you know like what if i bumped into him and somehow he was like yeah i'll do your podcast and i was just like call you at like 10 30 be like get ready <laughs> <laughs> fluff the camping chair <laughs> uh but no he he's awesome and uh yeah so that's that's my big highlight i went and well, saw him well done and- well done you you had the better experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah hurt back versus uh Weird Al versus Eat It. Oh man, yeah. So it was it was just great. I could talk about it all night, but I won't yep. because we've got dark, dirty, murderous business to get to. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that was the last upbeat thing you're gonna hear for a while. <laughs> yeah, and and here's your warning if if you're if you're squeamish, you know, I, I think that's a good bellwether. If you if you liked Hinterkaifeck, please sally forth. If you did not like that. Never want to hear something like that again. Uh, go over to our friends at Candy Chat and listen to them. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you've listened to all the Candy Chats, if you've listened to uh, the Bullstones and everything, go over to Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Check yeah, out one check of their podcasts, you know, and, and we're sorry, but come on back. <laughs> we don't mean to freak out, but we think that this is kind of an area of the weird and the strange that I don't think people are aware of. It's, and, it's a mystery. It's totally unexplained. Yeah. It, it remains to this day unsolved. Well, I, I know. I, I think it, I think it's solved. It remains to this day unpunished. 
Does I that guess, make sense? I guess I don't so. know. Let's find out together. Let's hold hands and go right into the cellar. This is... Oh. <laughs> this episode is all about the bloody benders. Yeah, which sounds like a diving disorder. It does. It, it really does. Uh, but we're going to talk about who the benders were, what did they do, and what happened to them. So let's give you a quick overview here. In 1870s Kansas, life was tough for most everyone. If the natives, outlaws, smallpox, tuberculosis, or the land itself wasn't trying to kill you, an odd but unassuming prairie family was. (laughs) The Benders, a family from Labette County in southeastern Kansas, established a roadside inn along the Great Osage Trail and became legendary for their horrific hospitality. When all was said and done, the Benders were responsible for at least 11 gruesome murders and perhaps up to 20 or more. While their bloody reign of terror was discovered and ended, the Benders were never caught and their fate remains a mystery to this day. Day. Yeah, for all we know, they could have set up shop elsewhere and, and absolutely never got figured out. Yep. Oh, yep. It's also said that the spirits of the victims roam the spot where the Bender's house once stood, and eerie moaning and screams can still be heard on some nights. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm excited about? I don't want to jinx it. But given the time period here and our need to break some tension, there's going to be some pretty good tombstone in this episode. I'm feeling it. I'm I hope feeling so. It. So let me, let me set up some stuff for you. The Great Osage Trail was the first part of the Santa Fe Trail, which began in Independence, Missouri, and continued southwest through Kansas, Colorado, New Mexico, and on down into Old Mexico. Now known as Mexico. Yeah. It was named after the Native American Osage Nation, who used buffalo paths to get around the plains near the Missouri River. When the Osage sold their land to the U.S. government in 1870 and purchased a reservation in nearby Oklahoma, the newly vacant land in Kansas was made available to homesteaders who could afford it, including parts of the Osage Trail. It was an important and well-traveled path, and in October of 1870, one such family of homesteaders registered 160 acres of land right along it, seven months before the town of Cherryvale would spring up. A man by the name of John Bender, with his son John Jr., built a cabin, barn, well, and corral there, and started their frontier lives with Ma Bender and daughter Kate. The cabin was comprised of one large room, which was divided in half by a canvas wagon cover. One half was used as a family's living quarters, while the other half was made into a general store of sorts. Powder, shot, groceries, liquor, feed, and tobacco were sold, as well as some food. And travelers could also get a hot meal and a safe place to stay the night if they needed to. Safe in giant air quotes. Giant. The giantest. Yeah. They'll smack you in the face. Yeah, you should have a helmet on so that those air quotes don't actually injure your your brain. The Benders claim to be immigrants from Germany. Ma and Pa Bender speaking mostly German and so little English that even their attempts were said to be too guttural to understand. Kate and John Jr., however, were fluent and also more outgoing than their introverted parents. John Sr. was apparently 60 years old when he arrived there, 
standing over six feet tall with dark, piercing eyes, long, dark hair, and a great bushy beard. His eyes were set under big, bushy brows, leading people to call him... Bushface. Bushface. Bushface Bender. Bushy Bender. No, they called him Old Beetle Brow John. Jesus. Ours is better. That doesn't even... Yeah, ours is way better. People didn't have any imaginations back then, what with the diphtheria. (laughs) And the dying a lot. His wife was around 55, or, or some accounts in, the, in her 40s, some in her 50s. What's important that you should know is she looked good. She was heavyset with so-called sinister eyes <laughs> and was as unfriendly a person as you could meet, leading her to be called simply the bitch. <laughs> she devil. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Jr. was tall and slender. Around 25 years old with auburn hair and a mustache. He was social and friendly, but was said to be prone to laughing aimlessly, leading people to believe he was a half-wit. Oh, they didn't have a clever nickname for him, did they? Oh, old la- laughs, laughs inappropriately, John. <laughs> old, old, old giggles bender. <laughs> That's better than they could come up with. Yeah, gosh, if we go, if we go back in time, we need to go to the old west and just set up shop naming people. Nicknames a nickel. Yeah, we'll charge a nickel a name. And then there was Kate, the jewel of the family. 23, beautiful, quick to laugh and having well-developed social skills. <laughs> Too well-developed. <laughs> right, yeah. I feel like there was some subtext there that was not all that sub. That was like a single entendre. <laughs> Both she and John Jr. attended Sunday school and got along well with the community. Now, part of the oddity of the Benders, besides the parents' um, sullen and introverted behavior, came from the well-known fact that they were spiritualists, believing spirits of the dead have the desire and the wherewithal to communicate with the living. Now, this was super popular at this time. We've talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. this was, this was. They weren't. They weren't terribly uncommon. Like this was not so bizarre that someone would be a spiritualist at the time. You know, people. We're into it plenty. Yeah. They weren't even the only spiritualists in the area. As a matter of fact, this particular area of Kansas was known as a a kind of a safer place for spiritualists. There was was a number of them operating in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Although they soon became the the most famous. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Ma Bender was said to be a medium. and Sounds like she was an extra large. Oh, Oh, I don't care care who I hurt. You don't care. And cast charms and wicked spells. And Kate was a self-proclaimed healer and psychic, and even lectured on spiritualism under the title Professor Miss Kate Bender. That is the name of a rapper. <laughs> that's it. It's, that's, a, that's, it's a female rapper. I'm Professor Miss Kate Bender. Yeah, Ms. Kate Bender. M- Mizzy, Mizzy. Missy, Ms. <laughs> Kate Catherine, Bablam Ben Bender. Bablam <laughs> Ben Kiss my shiny metal ass, Bender. Yeah. She would lead seances and healing sessions for a price. And advocated free love and justification for murder, apparently. <laughs> no way! She thought that there was you could murder somebody? And it would be justified. Nice. That worked out nicely for her. I don't know. In February 1872... Two bodies of unidentified men were found out on the prairie, both 
with crushed skulls and throats cut. While alarming, it wasn't an abnormal thing on the frontier. Yeah. These were tough times, and and I've watched enough fictionalized television shows about this era to know that it was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The more alarming fact was that a man's body had been found with the exact same injuries in nearby Drum Creek less than a year earlier. And then the folks started disappearing. Uh, Got to disappear. <laughs> so, so I mean, uh, obviously there is little to no uh, forensic science whatsoever at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in the U.S., um, at least anywhere but New York City. I don't know if folks dress off like Tony here in Labette County. As big as Atchison in two months. <laughs> be a, it'll be as big as Atchison before the year's out. <laughs> yes, sir. We are on the map and growing. By gum. Yeah. So anyone who is playing the game, uh, well, I don't know how many minutes we're in, but bam, there's your first tombstone. <laughs> so in 1872, Ben Brown from Howard County, Kansas went missing wf mccrotty an army man (laughs) went missing along with a wagon and some horses henry mckenzie from indiana along with a couple of horses missing johnny boyle and his horse from howard kansas johnny boyle why is that johnny boyle madcap (laughs) went missing and then george longcor an 18 month old daughter mary ann went missing oh In March of 1873, a doctor by the name of William H. York from Independence went missing. And this is the beginning of, of, of this is where sh- kicks into high gear, because the problem with, with, with Mr. York going missing is that Mr. York had connections. Yeah. He was not a nobody. Uh, he had people who would miss him and people who would look for him. So whoops-a-daisy there. That's right. Had a brother that was a colonel in the army. Yep. Had a brother that was a state senator. Yeah. The York boys stick together. They don't travel together, which was a problem. But in an (laughs) an emotional sense, they stick together. Except for Jamie, who went on to do acting. (laughs) He went the way of that Booth boy. (laughs) The doctor was a prominent name there in Independence and had known George Longcore and also knew that he had not made it to his destination in Iowa. So the doctor had gone looking for him. Dr. York's brother, Ed, the colonel, led a company of around 50 men to search along the trail after the doctor went missing. They eventually got to the Bender home and asked the family if they had seen Dr. York. The family admitted the doctor had stayed there and left, possibly running afoul of some Indians. Again, frontier, not an uncommon thing. But were they like really shitty about it? They were like, oh no, he was here, but oh, he's gone now. You you could say he's taken off or you could say he got stabbed away. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> we're I, terrible at <laughs> I'm really run I'm really run out of like turns of phrase at this point. Let me try it again. 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 No, he left. Why, you could even say he passed on. (laughs) He was so stressed, as if he were buried under his responsibilities. 
This is terrible. He had, I mean, he did tell me he had quite a crushing headache. <laughs> and then the guy just stands there slowly pulling his gun out going, did you kill him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because cause I want to kill you right, right now. Right, right. <laughs> About a week later, Colonel York returned after a woman had fled the inn when Ma Bender threatened her with a knife. Ma apparently did not understand the colonel's claim, and the young Benders denied it. But after a little pressing, Ma started yelling that the woman was a witch who had cursed her coffee, letting the cat out of the bag that she actually did understand English. Was just sort of putting on. Uh, York's men wanted to hang them all right there and then, but York insisted on getting more evidence. He's a fine, upstanding army man. Yeah, that's true. Even when his brother's on the line. I think he was in the army. It, didn't, it just said colonel. Well, he didn't have to be military. Keep in mind, this is the time where lots of people were colonels. Could have been from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. By April 1873, rumors had taken hold of the trail's reputation, and a town meeting was called in nearby Harmony Grove. Where everyone gets along. That's right. 75 people attended including John Bender Sr. and Junior, and Colonel York. It was decided that every farmstead between Big Hill Creek and Drum Creek be searched, Whew. which I'm not sure what size area that was. Right, yeah. I got a, I got a feeling it was a pretty big swath. Yeah, that's a big swath. Well, you know what, though? I'm sure that geographically that covers a lot of land, but probably doesn't cover that many homesteads because they were big. The, they so, were big and, and spread out. Yeah. So yeah. a few days after the meeting, a local uh, herdsman was driving cattle past the inn and noticed the livestock were unfed and the place looked abandoned. Bringing that news back to town, it was decided that the inn was to be searched immediately. But a storm came up and postponed the investigation for uh, several days. Damn. Damn. Well, that's correct. Uh, you, they get crazy storms in Kansas. Turn natties. That's true. Whirly gigs. I mean, that's that'd be a pretty big system to last for a few D- days. Dust devils? Maybe it was hard. I, I'm, I'm guessing maybe the roads were impassable with the wetness or something. I don't know. Maybe. Turn at them. Wiz Bingler. Toy natty. When a search party. Cyclone. Of supposedly, supposedly several hundred volunteers finally reached the inn. Did you read this? Uh, several <laughs> yeah. hundred people went. Looking. Yeah, that is a mob. <laughs> That's not a search party. <laughs> when a search party of Lollapalooza turned up <laughs> yeah. at the inn, uh, they found an empty house with food, clothing, and personal effects gone. They also. Jeez it. They also found. A revolting stench that seemed to be coming from a trap door under a bed which had been nailed shut. Gross. The door, not the bed, nailed shut. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to crawl in for a nap, but I couldn't get in there. <laughs> when they got it open. Oh, but and let's let, hold on a second. Okay. You know, people have gone missing. Words out. They, these people are kind of weirdos. Mm-hmm. They've already, you know, they don't have a good rep in the town. You send people out there. The place is cleaned out and gone. There's a floor trap door nailed shut and it already smells like death. 
Yeah, you, you have to. I know, but just think about that. Oh, you yeah. know, some guys like okay, get get the hammer. Yeah, open it up. <laughs> oh God! So they open it up, and I imagine there's like the cloud of flies that blasts out, and the the little cloud with the skull and crossbones. Right. Yeah. The, the green wavy lines. Yeah. Uh, they found a cellar room six feet deep. Three square feet at the bottom, seven square feet at the top. So it's kind of an inverted... Yeah, it's a chute. Chute, yeah. The walls were brick-lined, and the floor was a stone slab covered in clotted blood. (sighs) Should have warned you before that. Uh, Turn it off if you can't handle this part. (sighs) Yeah, well, you know what? No. It gets worse. We stopped before they opened the door. Yeah, we, we had a little yeah, discussion. But I didn't tell anybody. So. I know, but anyone should have known that that's the point. <laughs> right before they opened the door, yeah, you From stop. The, if if you want to still listen but can't handle, go about ten minutes into the future. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. The team broke up the stone, uh, the stone slab at the bottom, but found no bodies, just blood-soaked dirt. Yeah. They then decided to up and move the whole damn cabin to dig underneath it. And so they did. Which, I, I, I mean, if it wasn't that, I mean, there, there, there's pictures. You can see pictures of the cabin. Yeah, you know. and there were several hundred there, apparently. Yeah, so. they had enough people to lift a cabin. So they moved it. They dug. No bodies. That's when they looked over <laughs> all at once, kind of... Uh, yeah. Zoom pan style. And there's one doofus sitting in the middle of this little area just oh. eating a sandwich sitting on the ground going, what? <laughs> and then he realizes and the sandwich drops. Yeah. They look over at the freshly tilled vegetable garden. With no effort at all, they found Dr. York's body buried face down in the soil, stripped of all his possessions. A, a couple of the accounts that I read of this made it seem like it was like a five-foot hole dug straight down, and they just dropped him headfirst into it. Yeah. Some of the accounts just made it seem like it was a shallow, shallow grave. Yeah. yeah. And then they proceeded to dig up eight more bodies, including George Longcore buried atop his daughter. And then they found one body in the well, along with several body parts that did not belong to any of the other bodies. All the bodies were found with their heads bludgeoned and their throats cut from ear to ear, except the little girl, who had numerous injuries, none of which were determined to be fatal, so it was believed she was either strangled or buried alive. God damn. Now, they put the bodies in the well. That must have been on their way out, but the body parts don't make sense, because why would you, you wouldn't taint your own well. I mean, granted, these people are not operating with all the factual necessities. You know, like they, these people are not. Even the creek, they dumped bodies in the creek. I even have in the search, four more bodies were found in Drum Creek, all unidentified males. So it's like, where are they getting water at that? Right. <laughs> Maybe rain, but I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was reported that the crowd was so angry, they grabbed a friend of the Benders named Brockman, who was watching the whole thing, 
Because everybody within probably like right, this is ten huge. states was in the same place here. This was the biggest to do in the literally in the history of the area. They grabbed him, hung him from a beam in the barn until he passed out. Woke him up, interrogated him, hung him again, woke him up, and hung him a third time. After which, they let him go supposedly staggering, quote, as one who was drunken or deranged, end quote. Yeah, he was drunk on not breathing. Yes, he was drunk on torture. Yeah, he was. He had that asphyxia fever. The news spread like wildfire, and people from all over came to take a piece of the cabin that housed the bloody benders, including bricks from the cellar, until, until eventually nothing was left. A $3,000 reward was offered for their arrest, 1000 being offered from State Senator Alexander York, the brother yeah. of Dr. York, and 2000 from the governor, Thomas Osborne. Damn. Which is uh, uh, just shy of $20,000 in, in nowadays money. I think they offered more for those two escapees in, was it Pennsylvania or upstate New York, those two guys? Oh, did they ever catch them? Um, they caught both of them. One of the guys before they caught him, he caught a lot of bullets and he's dead now. Really? The other one caught one bullet, but then they caught him. So he's alive, but injured. So they were all over him, huh? Well, I mean, they, they were out for like 20 days. I mean, they, they, they were gone. They were out there for a little while, but yeah, they got, they got caught. Well, uh, it was thought now that the family would take a would be victim in for the night Give him a seat at the table, which was right next to the canvas curtain and over the trap door. Kate would distract the guest while they ate. And then John Bender Sr. or Jr. would come out from behind the curtain and whack the victim on the right side of the head with a hammer. The victim's throat would then be cut to ensure death, and the body would be dropped through the trap door into the cellar. The family would remove everything valuable and then take the body to bury somewhere on the farm. Investigations found three different hammers in the cabin. A shoe hammer, a claw hammer, and a sledge hammer. Whoa. Some people came forward afterwards and claimed to have escaped the bender's mortifying meal. A man named William Pickering said he had refused to sit by the curtain because of the stains on it which caused Kate to rage and threaten him with a knife until he fled the inn. A priest had seen one of the men trying to hide a large hammer, causing the priest to up and leave, and two others had taken a meal there but refused to sit at the table, again causing Kate to become abusive towards them and the Bender men to come out from the curtain, which prompted the two men to immediately leave. No one says anything. Guess not. Yeah, that it's that that's a little part. Of a weird I mean, thing, I, I, but. you know what though? Like they they have this reputation as being like cantankerous kooks. They're old people that don't understand English, so maybe they're just Could like be. I don't I don't know what Germanic thing I just did wrong. Yeah, put the knife down, old lady. I'm out. Yeah, chalk it up to cultural difference. Right. It was also said that the walls and roof had several bullet holes, which makes some people suspect that a few of the victims tried to fight back. Ugh. So, that's where we're at here. Ugh. So then, boom, now now we, now, now we, this is a manhunt. Yep, yep. 
So they go ahead and they whip up a posse. They sure do. Uh, of notable interest, uh, one of the members of the posse was the father of Laura Ingalls Wilder. That's what's uh, that's what's said. Yeah. Uh, although some people say that they had already left the area, the Wilders had already left. The right. Area. Yeah. There was that. I'm sorry. It's more accurate to say that he claimed to have been on yeah. the posse. Right. <laughs> or maybe Laura Ingalls uh, Wilder, claimed yeah. that he, he had or something. But but the Benders were apparently mentioned in a couple of her writings, right? I don't. I think I, they were yeah. in, in, in a couple. I don't see how accounts. you couldn't. If you got any, any history that crosses with that. Yeah. Uh, apparently some lawmen were able to track down the Benders wagon and team of starving horses right outside the town of Thayer, 12 miles north of their cabin. Uh, Apparently, the family had purchased train tickets bound for Humboldt, Kansas, which is, uh, I think, about two counties north of Labette, where they're from. And then in Chanute, Kansas, which is the county in between, right? I'm thinking, uh, John Jr. and Kate had gotten off and boarded a southbound train towards Denison, Texas, and ultimately New Mexico. The trail went cold from there, though one detective claimed John Jr. had died of apoplexy near the border, that being internal uh, bleeding. Ma and Pa supposedly got to Kansas City, and then possibly on to St. Louis, and none of them were ever definitively seen or heard from again yeah and there are there's a, a couple of, of little rumors about this particular spot in time uh, again one of them being that the uh, posse did catch them all yeah and decided you know what takes too long the justice, justice. <laughs> yeah so they just gentlemen's agreement how about we just bloody these benders and call it done yep so there there is a theory that in there they actually were all caught and and then, punished. Oh, we never caught him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's there's also the thought that they uh, they caught him. They had a firefight, a gunfight with them, and and shot the benders up. Yeah. Uh, there's also the thought that they they caught him, uh, strung him up, except for Kate, who was burned as a witch. Woo! Burned alive. And there's also you know the the well three out of the four got killed and the, the fourth one escaped to parts unknown. Yeah. And there's, there's a little piece of that, um, Laura Inglis wilder that perhaps her dad was like, Oh yeah, we, we got him or yeah, something, you know? Yeah. Like they'll but, never be coming back here again. Right. Something, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you I, might, you I might may or may not have been there and I may or may not have killed him. <laughs> you might be able to say, the benders got shot while we were chasing them. <laughs> but who's to say? Dad, you're not very good at this game. <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, hold on. There were so many bodies and body parts, and there was so much murder and just guts and gore. I'm just kidding. From the second you said skip 10 minutes into the future, I started a clock. And so now it's 10 minutes into the future from when you said that. So I wanted to repeat how horrifying and awful it was. Wow. That was a pretty good call then yeah. on, on both our parts. I'm a son of a bitch. I'm the worst. 
I got you. I got you, listener. I'll show you to listen to this podcast. I'll teach you a lesson for enjoying this. One of the investigators slipped on (laughs) on some guts, fell face first into the bloody cellar. Uh, Too far, I guess. Then he rolled over and he threw up and he just went right up in the air and came right back (laughs) into his mouth. Oh, my God. And then a dog showed up and the dog got really grossed out. The dog threw up. Oh, my God. And then a guy showed up and he was eating a sandwich. And the sandwich was made with steak. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Back to business. Now, the interesting thing coming out of the interesting thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just the one. One interesting thing coming out of this after a little bit more investigation was done was found that the family wasn't really a family at all. For wait, you're saying that this family of bloodthirsty murderers and potential cannibals was also liars? Man, you can keep Osage Trail. Uh, sorry, Ice T. They they weren't potential cannibals. I I don't think I never read anything that said they they eat anybody. Cutting up body parts is one thing, but so wait. You're saying that the father of Laura Ingalls Wilder can make up whatever he wants as it pertains to this particular horrendous murder. But when I try to add some flavor, something's wrong with me. Man, you can keep your incredulity. Sorry, Ice-T. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have no idea what you're going to say after man. <laughs> me neither. But I'll still say man after you, with you. That's what um, teamwork's about. Though no definitive proof of ID was found for any of them, it was believed that John Sr. was actually John Flickinger from Germany or Holland. So alike. Right. Uh, Ma Bender may have been Almira Hill Mark or Make, born in the Adirondack Mountains of upstate New York. And it goes she married a Simon Mark possibly having 12 children by him, then later marrying a fellow by the name of Griffith. But either way, she was said to have murdered many husbands and possibly children, and that Kate was actually her fifth daughter, born Sarah Eliza Mark. An inscription in a Bible found in the cabin led folks to think John Jr. was actually John Gebhardt, and that he and Kate were not siblings at all, but spouses. What? So the the mother and the daughter were kin. People are pretty sure about that. But the father and the 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 brother supposedly may not have been kin to anybody. And if they were, the only tie was his him him being with Kate. Right. Something like that. Several people were arrested after the search. Which, hang on, back to that point. This woman was uh, maybe born in the Adirondack Mountains. She's not foreign at all. Not even a little bit. Although, I mean, keep in mind at this time, there were still very, very tight-knit ethnic communities, you know, or that's true. based on where people came from. So you, you could be born in the United States and still not speak English. That's true. And, and have a thick accent. You know, that, that this is still possible. I guess it's even possible today. Yeah, yeah. Very good point. Several people were arrested after the search was done, but uh, none were convicted of the murders. There just wasn't enough damn evidence. Brockman, you remember the the family friend? 
later arrested, uh, 23 years later, for the rape and murder of his 18-year-old daughter. Jesus. Now, was he cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs to begin with? Or did the uh, repeated hanging, terrorizing... Well, I mean, again, and we said this at the beginning. I mean, granted, that is a, as as the show says, is a particularly heinous crime. Hmm. But uh, it was people, like, shit happened then. Yeah. You know, bad shit all the time. Abuse, violence, you know. Yeah. I, I, I would say, you know, lots of people got raped and murdered back then. It's... Yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. Ugh, I don't want to be. A John Flickinger, a, a supposed John Flickinger, right. a man named John Flickinger, committed suicide in Lake Michigan in 1884. But later that year, a man matching Paul Bender's description was arrested in Montana for a murder in Idaho. <laughs> and now here's the thing. Uh, he was arrested. The reason this was a big deal is because he killed a guy with a hammer. With a hammer. So... It, it fits the perpth ammo. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get a request from uh, Cherryvale for, you know, they want to ID the guy. Yeah, they want to ID the guy. And somebody to come up. This guy doesn't want to be caught, but he's in leg irons. And you know the only thing that keeps leg irons on your leg? Those pesky feet. Oh. So the guy was like, well, what's easier? Cutting through iron, cutting through feet. He chose wrong. The wrong, the wrong answer was feet. Don't cut feet. Yeah. Keep feet. Keep feet. Um, and Play photos. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep feet. And he bled to death. That's right. And so. He sawed his foot off. And he bled to death before anybody could, Kansas could even get there to ID him. Yep. Uh, and he was, yeah, he was too decomposed. Now, the weird coda to this little number is that up until 1920, the skull of that man was on display in a local bar as that of Pa Bender. Yeah. And then prohibition hit. And, <laughs> and like all the other skulls <laughs> in America. Well, yeah, the, the untouchables came in and they were like, Where are they? get rid of those skulls. And they took all the skulls out of the bars. They left <laughs> the, them with shotguns. Yeah, they left all the liquor. Yeah. But they, they took those skulls. Yep, disappeared. Uh, there's a there's a whole theory about Ma and Kate getting caught in Michigan and what extradited to Kansas for trial or yeah. something and this and that and it's just it's kind of a weird side circus that that doesn't match up a lot especially with like where they they were at a certain point the, she, there's like a marriage license from this woman that was uh, issued in, in Michigan or, or somewhere around in yeah. there around the time that these murders were supposed to be happening. So that to me is kind of like uh, a different carnival of the damned. Right. And that's the thing, like at this time, you know, you, you know, like they said, they, they started wailing on the friends of the benders, you know, like there's, yeah. it's, it's very mob rules. Even the they law want is somebody to yeah, pay for it. Someone's going to get it. Yeah. One thing I did like about this uh, in, in one of the accounts that I read, it said they, they sent uh sheriff from Osage Township up to uh, Michigan to arrest these two ladies. And ladies were like, law don't go around here, Sammy. Yeah. Mrs. Mon- it says Mrs. Monroe resisted, declaring that she would not be taken alive, but was subdued by local authorities. You might be wondering what happened to the bodies. Yeah. You, you might not. But uh, the bodies that were not claimed were reburied about a mile from the Bender's Orchard 
now called Bender's Mounds. Oh, I think it's lame that they got to keep their name on it. It is. And I would think that um, you'd want to put more than a mile distance between <laughs> you and that. But mm. a Bender Museum was established in Cherryvale in 1961, and the hammers, which were still around, were donated to it and displayed there until the museum closed in 1978, after which they were given to the Cherryvale Museum, where they apparently remain to this day. Road trip. Road trip. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes to the, the old Cherryvale Museum. And so, as gruesome as it is, that ends our tale of the Bloody Benders. Yeah. Terrible, scary, spooky, eerie, God. but in, in essence, unsolved. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that storm, you could know. Could have maybe caught them, yeah. Right, I mean, because, I mean, not only... If they had left before the storm, the storm would obliterate any tracks. You have no idea where they went from there. The part about it that's, you know, so unsolved and everything is you don't, nobody knows who the f*** these people were. Right. And that's the thing. Like, they had, they, they weren't a real family, maybe. Yeah. Uh, probably yeah. not a family. And so they absolutely had the option of going all directions, just scattering. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, well, cheese it. The gig's up. And and it would make sense for the um, brother sister the husband wife maybe, right to to stay together you know and then Ma and Pa could have could have split up oh man who knows yeah what a what a what a load of fuck. <laughs> well put oh, I mean everything about that I I mean like the the killing shoot like the to the yeah just the the cold bloodedness now there was. One of the bodies apparently was a woman. One account said there was a like an eight year old girl that was in there too. Ugh. That was that was only one account. Now I I I didn't didn't get that uh, everywhere that I that I looked for this stuff, but uh, that was in addition. There was definitely an eighteen month old yeah child uh, that that was in there, but apparently they had enough respect to not bash it and and cut its throat just to. <laughs> Suffer mm. the fate of bur- being buried alive? Man, I don't know. Well, man. And the other thing is this: is like, while clearly it was an operation that they were, you know, they were they were robbing these people, which um, they only got like. That's my point. That's my point. Less than five thousand dollars total. Which um, I mean, that's still a lot in, the, in that in that day and time. That's but, true. But for twenty murders, right? I mean, if you're running a roadside, and, and granted, like. The Osage Trail was like a highway, you know, like if yeah. a lot of people traveled on it. And and I wonder, you know, I just, I can't think that it was all about the money. Right, right. It doesn't, like there's, it's just too involved. I mean, there, there was no shortage of highwaymen. Like there was no shortage of, of, of trail robbers and things like laws. that. And, and there's no, there's no reason if, if you're, if your goal is to just to, to, to kill fuckers, get money, that's a bad way to do it it's a terrible terrible not well thought out way to do it but if it is important to you to kill people in a manner if you are a serial killer who's just treating the the goods and possessions of these people as uh you know a tip you know Mm -hmm. because the other thing is this there, 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 there's no, where do you get rid of the goods, the, the pocket watches, the, 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 the personal effects, the, the intimate the items. Yeah. They're horses. Um, you know, where do you, where do you ditch all the other, I mean, you can't pawn it. 
there's no fence in the area, you know? So there's, I, I would imagine, you know, and I'm sure this was looked into, but like, um, you know, someone like, uh, Dr. York would have, uh, engraved personal effects that were valuable. You know, you were those pond in some other town. Did those ever show right. up again? Right. You know, there's so many you know, questions about these, these things that they took on people because while people did travel with money, you know, people were, I think mostly robbed for jewelry or things like that or mm-hmm. whatever else they had on them. I don't, I don't know, but that's still a problem. Like it's, it has to be more about the murders than the money to my mind. And there may be something with the connection of the spiritualism in mm-hmm. that. Yeah, if, maybe if these people believe they could speak to the dead, who knows what kind of ritual they may have you know, engaged in or gone through, or maybe they were practicing. I like, you know, you never know. Yeah. I mean, but I think there might be a connection if it's, if it's for the thrill of the kill or if it's for a purpose Somehow I think the spiritualism is involved. Yeah. And, and I think that there is, yeah, there's, and maybe the spiritualism is a symptom of this, this compulsion where it fits, you know, like serial murders. Like, I mean, there are a lot of things that, that, that the person has to sit in this place and, and, and you could, you could say, well, that's mechanical because that's where the trap door is. That's where the curtain is. That's how it all works. Mm Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of ways to kill somebody and you could, you don't have to always do it that way. And even, even the, like the trap door to me doesn't make a lot of sense. No, because not to me either. If they're, if they're sitting on top of it, you'd have to move everything and get it open and right. And, right? It, and why does all that have to happen in the basement? You killed the one guy in the house. Like why drop the body down there to search it only to right. drag it back up the stairs and right. take it out again? I mean, I'm, I'm there's got to be something with like the, the letting of the blood, you know, like letting right. it drain out or something for some reason. Yeah. Like that's the, why, why else? Unless it was some kind of, you know, maybe, maybe they were into some kind of witchcraft or something like that or sacrifices to, you know, I would be very interested to see like if you went back to, and I'm sure that place is an Applebee's by now, but if you went back to the exact location and like got some, some ground penetrating radar going like, what would you find there? How much more was never discovered? I don't know. You know, I think the spot is the only thing that's still there from what I understand is the cellar, the hole in the ground where the cellar was, uh, cause everything else. And, and they're not yeah. even sure where it is, but they, I think they they're pretty sure they know it's still there. Of course, everything else has been picked over. Right. Cause you know, people are, fucking weird i wouldn't one murder break please oh like what 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 do you think would what else do you think would would be there bones more bones more victims more victims they found you know they only found parts in some cases so yeah um i think that there would be maybe a buried stash but they had time to clear their stuff out so maybe not um again i my mind just keeps coming back to uh pocket watches uh, rings, jewelry, guns, guns, things that you, saddle. One of them had a saddle that was like $800 or something. Yeah. These are things you can't take into town and sell. Um, and, and with that number, you know, like that, that stuff piles up. So where did it all go? What do they do with it? Mm. You know, well, they had, uh, a, f- a couple years, a couple years to, um, to figure out, you know, 
Yeah. What to do with a lot of the stuff. And yeah, and that's the other thing. The other reason you, you want to know how many bodies are in the ground there is you don't know, you don't really know the rate at which they were killing. Right, right. Yeah, you, you only know the rate at which people went missing. Right. It's a it's a pretty good indicator, but yeah, you don't, like, who knows? Who knows if exactly? And maybe, and maybe not all those missing people were a result of the benders. True. There was somebody who died sort of similarly, like a couple of years before they even moved into the area. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the one guy, the the one outlier in this is the very first guy. the The one I said, you know, the there's a couple of bodies that turned up that were had their heads smashed and the mm-hmm. throat cut. But then a year before that, there was another body that had turned up that way. Yeah. That would that would have been right when they had got to town, and right when they had had purchased the land, they they were starting to build the 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 actual cabin and stuff. Is that connected? Is that just a coincidence to have a smashed head and, and throat cut? Could it have been a sacrifice? You know, for right if, for building the place. Like I mean, in those you know the 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 hammer to the head and the cut throat. Those are those are those are butcher operations. Those are, that's how you drop a cow. Yeah. And, and historically that's how you did it then. Um, so that maybe there is a significance to that. Maybe, maybe they were vampires. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, like they, maybe the, the specific manner is, was important and maybe it had something to do with, with, with butchering or, or, or treating people like cattle or, you know, something like that, because that, that's how you do it. Yeah. That's how it was done. Shot to the head and cut the throat. Yeah. Grim. Indeed grim. <laughs> and now we are in need of a palate cleanser. Yeah, no doubt. That's the story of the Bloody Benders. Woof. In a very gruesome and blood-soaked nutshell. Blech. Worst nutshell ever. How about puns? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and puns. Well, I got one, Flora. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. Hope you don't take mine. <laughs> Probably. Uh, there is a uh, a new place that's just opened up recently. What is it? Well, it's a, um, it's a, it's a brunch place. Um, and while they have, you know, okay food, mm-hmm. what they're really known for is their breakfast cocktails, their brunch cocktails uh, that, you know, they're tomato juice based. Oh, yeah. Um, and they just have a ton of different varieties, but what's, what's really great about them is how thoroughly they're mixed. And mm. they, they actually uh, have appliances at each table uh, to make sure that, you know, everything gets mixed just right. It's called bloody blenders. <laughs> it's called tongue twisters, <laughs> bloody blenders. Oh man. That probably would be a, a marketable idea. <laughs> yeah, true. Un- unfortunately, well, I've I've got a path, a, a, a path that was wandered by geriatrics slowly making their way <laughs> through oh, Kansas. Oh, I, I, it's all I can smell. <laughs> oh, it's all I can smell. Keep can, going. Can you smell the mothballs. Oh the- yeah, <laughs> it's the great old age trail. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> well played. Back in the day in uh, in Kansas, eighteen hundreds, there was uh, in the Cherryville area, Cherryvale area. Vale, not veal. Vale. Vale. Louisville. There was, um, there was some sightings by the, the local, mostly children out in the woods of what they thought was a, a husband and wife. They were usually seen at a distance. They were very tall. Bye. Bye. 
the stock you can right now. And, uh, and the, the kids saw them and they, they were terrified of them. They were, and you know, there was, um, they, they, they never ran across them. They just got the impression that these people were maybe going to take them. Hmm. Did they see their faces at all? No, no, oh. they didn't. Okay. And, uh, and so they, around town, you know, they tried to tell their parents, but they didn't have their names. They didn't. So they just called them Ma and Pa Slender. <laughs> I did it. I'm on that bandwagon. You did it. Well done. Hope you, you retire on that. <laughs> you know, there, there were back in the day, some old timey cars that were known to drive on their own on really on rainy nights. Were they Google cars? No, they're not. They would see lone travelers on the great Osage trail though. And without warning, they just drive right by them and splash wet (laughs) guck all over them before disappearing into the night. They were the muddy fenders. Oh God. Oh, 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 Lord. Lord, Lord. Oh, them's puns. Them's the puns. All of the puns. All the puns. Now, we assembled a posse, and we sent it out. I'm proud to report that they caught what they were after. We sent them out to round up a whole gang of listener Look at it, Kicking off this classic sack of mail, how about Grey Cat? Fancy feast, he's the king of Halloween and the prince of my dreams. <laughs> Great cat. <laughs> the fancy feast. <laughs> he got like a weird after remix. Great cat's got a pun. Yes. He writes, I suffered from a disease that was popular in the 90s. It was caused by Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was called Moore Geller's disease, oh, and it caused no. weird fibers on my hands. <laughs> oh, you terrible great cat fancy <laughs> I get uh, it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, great cat. Classic. Uh, Dave. Yep. We've heard from Ave Imperator. You got an Ave Imperator. Ave says, recently found us, spent three weeks mainlining us, and now sees shadow spiders, devil babies, goat men from DARPA, and a Dybbuk box everywhere. Yep, that's what's going to happen when you abuse the sweet, sweet drug that is us, and I encourage it. Uh, He says, side note, and this is not at all on the side, it's (laughs) on the main plate. (laughs) He did, in fact, see a shadow person, maybe sleep paralysis once he woke up and a large shadowy figure was leering over him from the door of his room with flowing yellow eyes and he closed his eyes tight and it went away eventually he told his girlfriend she said that the shadow people were very mean in her house that's where he was sleeping and he says he he can't just write this off completely a sleep paralysis because upon further inspection 
there were three long scratches down his back. All true and spooky. That is super creepy, spooky. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, by the way, if, you, if the shadow people are mean in your house, tell people that before they make plans to sleep over. <laughs> Give them the option. Let them choose. Also, before you date them. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. Uh, thank you, Ave Imperator. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you got an Ave Imperator. <laughs> I got a pun from Garrett B., uh, did you know that within the cryptic community, there's a secret organization of uh, led by a wealthy monster family? No. The Mothchilds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Well played, Garrett. Nicely done. Dave, we've heard from Irish Daigle. Oh, have we? Oh, I From the Yokoi episode. Have you heard that the Shirimi has opened his own Japanese flower shop? No, I hadn't. He calls it... The bum's eye tree. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Oh, uh, well done, Irish Daigle. <laughs> Got an email from Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Uh, Aaron writes, uh, wish I were witty like your other listeners who write in, but sadly I am not. So I'll just get straight to why I'm writing. <laughs> I appreciate your forthright nature. Yeah, ready? You know, there's so much falderall. There's so much uh, just cacophonous blathering that, you know, when when someone says, hey, I'm just here to get to the point. I really respect that because so often in this world, people just want to go on and on and on about really anything. Fart. But- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Cause that was going to keep going. Until you stopped it. <laughs> I, I yeah. got that after yeah. I figured that out after the fourth $50 word. Um, <laughs> uh, just listened to Bullstone 5 and liked the strange news. Yeah. Awesome. You're going to uh, like last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that was fun? Get in a time machine. <laughs> um, definitely going to listen again. Stecco, didn't you say a trip to Japan was in your future? Yes, I did. Oh. It is important for you to know that penis is not ching ching, like I was saying it, but chin chin. Hmm. I'd hate to embarrass myself by not saying penis loudly. It would be loudly. very embarrassing. Same pronunciation, but without the G uh, sound at the end. Do you want to talk about your your ladies' parts? Duh. What? Are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> that would be her manko. Okay. But be polite and say omanko, her honorable lady parts. <laughs> F***ing A, right? This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, this stuff. is... Everyone should be taking notes at this point. Aaron's, Aaron's like, schooling it. <laughs> Let me know if you want any want to know anything else. Yes, I do. But I'll let you decide what that is. Mary. Uh, I lived in Japan for several years and may have seen a chin-chin or two. Zing! And I'm close to fluent. There's so much about Japan that I love. And if you go, I want you to have a good time. Me too. Uh, I love your show. You guys make me laugh. I swear, Aww. Stecco, I'd heard your voice somewhere before listening to the podcast, but I can't figure out where. A bar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like being l- pushed into the back of a squad car. <laughs> So wait, you're saying I pay taxes and I can't pee in the streets? Man, you can (laughs) keep keep your liberty. (laughs) Nice. That one was yours. (laughs) Thanks, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Got one more here, Dave. Um, Well, we've heard from Pretty Witty Joe. Oh, Pretty Witty Joe. Pretty Witty Joe. In this corner, weighing 168 (laughs) pounds. Too much, too much, too much. Pretty Joe. Pretty Witty Joe is probably like a very petite young lass, and she's like 168 pounds. Right. The f- f- man. <laughs> f- you. <laughs> pretty Witty Joe just um, has been a lurker for quite a while. So you're saying that Pretty Witty Joe could actually be itty bitty Pretty Witty Joe. That's right. Oh. Also, 
lives in a big town, so it could be itty-bitty, pretty-witty city Joe. That's true. Now, if Joe is a pugilist, (laughs) does that mean that Joe's on the pretty-witty hitty committee? (laughs) (laughs) For that joke, I'll give you about tree fitting. Oh, pretty-witty Joe has been a lurker, loves the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Spring Hill Jack, top, top notch. Thanks for the... Hilarious um, um, link you send us. I'm the worst possum. <laughs> anyway, what did you just, everything you just said was like, hey, well, whatever. Joe knows what I'm talking about. And that's okay. what's important. Thank you for listening, Joe. And uh, uh, I think we need to call it there. But yep. next week, look forward to Puffs a Lot Ghost. Uh, we're going to be hearing from Xenophon Jackson. How about Arigato Gozaimasu, the Lunar Kitty? The lunar Kitty! And many more. Yes. <laughs> uh, and now is the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Arc. 2015. <laughs> the 2015 Miss Cryptid Contest oh. comes to a glorious and gruesome end. That's it's a it's a screaming, bellowing, shrieking crescendo of claws and scales and stank eye. Stank eye. So much stank eye. The stank eye of stank eye swamp. Oh my gosh. It's time to find out which of our lovely elusive ladies is the winner. And which of you lovely elusive some of you ladies (laughs) is also a winner. Men and lady ladies. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what a a fitting episode to put uh, this the winner on. (laughs) That doesn't fit at all. It was just you a- don't fit at all. <laughs> oh, he's right. Ah, shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay, the so, winner. So wait, uh, our three our three finalists yes. were the jackalope, the jackalope, le bête du javodin, le bête du javodin, and the sheep squatch, the sheep squatch. Oh boy! So Flora, as always, you already know the results. I do. Did the results surprise you? Wait, do not answer that. I have to give my unbiased guess. Okay. Sheep Squatch. That's my guess. I you've, think you thought about it. It sounds like it took yeah. you no time. Yeah. You know, I, I have thought about it. I've thought about it a lot. I mean, I think it's close. I, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of questions about how the voting's gone. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be close, but I'm really, I'm leaning towards that Sheep Squatch. <laughs> really want to get that Sheep Squatch flavor. Okay. Do you do you have any questions before I announce, or or um, do you want to know anything else? No, no, I'll ask them afterwards. Okay, okay. So here we go. Here we go. The winner of the 2015 Miss Cryptid Contest. When we come back, but first, where are you getting your dog insurance? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes, the winner is as voted by you. The esteemed listener. Mm-hmm. The Beast of Jevoudan. No way! Le Bête de Jevoudan. Le Bête de Jevoudan. I have never been more consistently wrong than this year. How was it? Okay, so how did the voting go? Was it a landslide? Was it close? No, it was. It was close. I'd have to say it was it was closer than it has been in previous years. Mm-hmm. Yet the Beast uh, was a, was a clear winner. We definitely got more votes than in previous years. Absolutely. And so thank you for that. So much more paper salad. Listen to this. 
That's a skull bowl full with your names and, and addresses yeah. and pictures of you at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, the beast pulls it out. Congratulations, Ooh. Beast of Gévaudan. Well, yeah, full congrats to the Beast of Gévaudan. And I'm pleased because I feel like that was the most legitimate cryptid of the finalists. That's true. I mean, this, this thing has been the epitome of <laughs> miscrypted yeah ever uh, in in the three fine years that we've had it this thing is a murder machine yeah that may or may not have been uh, a supernatural stopped by a silver bullet <laughs> yeah and and uh, it took a vampire hunter to kill it uh and i also enjoyed also this may have raised it <laughs> because i i didn't have to i thought there's gonna have to be a lengthy appeals procedure from the boone county wood snoot there's gonna be a lot of I want to make a Bo- I want to make a Boone County Wood Snoot shirt. I think that um, I think the beast, if if I remember correctly, I could pull it up right now, but it would take too much time. Uh, I think it won by less than ten votes. Whoa, that's and, close. That's and, a squeaker. Yeah, and we had uh, we had a goodly amount. We had many more than ten votes. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations. Uh, you move on to join the esteemed ranks of the Batsquitch. Yep, Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Mm-hmm. And this now, is, the, and, the, and the, now beast. the beast of Gévaudan. And now to find out which of you lovely beasts is truly a winner. I'm just, just, just stirring the pot who, here. Who is going to devour the maidens of our hearts? <laughs> what? Yes, what? <laughs> you just made me accidentally partially dry fuss. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty close and I didn't mean to. It's true. <laughs> what? What? Flora, now I picked last year. So I think it's your turn to pick this year. Okay. Because I'm fair. I can't believe you remember. All right. Here we go. All right. Here it is. <sighs> Thigh drum roll. That's the worst drum roll ever. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up. I'm not even looking at it. Oh, he's not. I can verify that. The eyes are looking up. Nope. There's a mirror. He's still cheating. Oh, that, <laughs> that 70s ceiling mirror <laughs> gets me every time. All right. Here we go. Okay. We've got a winner. The winner is <gasps> going to be announced in just one second. <laughs> you, <so> good. <laughs> <laughs> you literally cut off, cut off the breath between my teeth. <laughs> but first, a word from pet insurance. Actually, that's real, but I like to have like hamster insurance. It's really expensive because those things die all the time. <laughs> all right, the winner for real is Jason. Jason, you're a winner. Jason. Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> I don't know any Jason songs except yeah. <laughs> Jason, congratulations! Congratulations! You voted, and your vote got you free stuff. Now, if I remember correctly, because I put all these emails and names mm-hmm. into a spreadsheet one by one, I believe Jason exercised his democratic right and voted multiple times. So oh, he, he so did yeah. actually have yeah he put uh, the fish a in the pot. Is in what there. He did. So congratulations, Jason. Yeah. We'll be emailing you uh, soon, and and we'll get all the uh, the info together to send you send your you. 2015 Ms. Cryptid Prize Pack. That's right. Your very own Golden Goatman T-shirt. And, and assorted other items. Yeah, connected somehow to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who voted, Yes. Though. If we get our, our, our shit together, then maybe we'll we'll figure out another way to send you swag at some point. Yeah. Maybe by voting, maybe by just, I don't know, being more a More contest. We can, we can do that. Yeah, who we knows? We can do more of these things. But 
Oh, and once again, we draw the curtain closed. Yep. For another... That red curtain. <laughs> another glorious month of pageantry. It used to be white. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that contestant was disqualified for murder. The Beast goes on to sign lucrative advertising deals. Yeah. So maybe Jeff and the Beast can have a <laughs> tete-a-tete. Maybe they'll get a Nickelodeon cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff was Manx, wasn't he? Wasn't he from the Isle of Man? Be the, Hell if I know. Jet, well, you think I would. It'll be uh, UK versus friends. <laughs> They're called channel pals. <laughs> all right. Thank you again, everybody. Yes, thank it's been all a, of you for voting lovely, and for listening. Lovely cryptid contest once again. Uh, go to Facebook if you haven't yet. Like us on there. Go to the Twitters at blurry underscore photos. Follow us there. Go to iTunes. Rate us five stars and give us a five awesome mm-hmm. put us over the hillo mark and right. um uh donate to us yeah please. do all those do. things uh, check out audibletrial.com slash blurry photos to get an audio book for yourself check out the chicago podcast co-op listen to other cool stuffs and ready your bank accounts for the onslaught of our store opening that's that's right coming ready, soon ready everything uh but that's gonna do it for us yes and for this episode of blurry photos i have been professor mr david flora (laughs) nice damn i wish that i thought of that one and i have been dave the bloody brick thief stecco (laughs) now are you bloody or is the brick bloody the brick is bloody bye (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i'm british I'm a bloody brick thief, mum. <laughs> as long as he gets his taste. <laughs>